Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It is time to get up with the Cowboys' biggest concern. Are they running on empty? Can Dak help them overcome their biggest flaw? Plus, the truth hurts about Philadelphia. The losing streak is over, but the question remains, are the Eagles just not good enough? And Kansas, pity? Is there any magic left for Mahomes? Can he save the Chiefs' season? We have lots to discuss this morning on Get Up. I am Dan Graziano in for Greeny Kimberly Martin here at the Seaport with me. Uh, Dominique Foxworth and, and Swagoo are around. up there. They are. They're, they're in there. They're hanging out with us on a Wednesday morning to talk a little football. Guys, we have just two weeks left in the regular season. The playoffs are coming quick, and I have some questions. Dominique, my first question is for you. Will the Eagles, can the Eagles get their defense together in time? Can they, they've got reinforcements coming, Darius Slay, they made the change on the coaching staff, they picked up some guys at the trade deadline. Can that defense get fixed in time for the playoffs? Yeah, they picked up some big names in uh, Shaq Leonard and Bayard uh, to support the interior of that defense. But a lot of defense is about coordination and communication. And they haven't had a lot of time together just yet. So I think they'll be good against the mediocre teams, but we all know they got to beat the 49ers, and I don't think they're ready for them yet. Kimberly Martin, it's tough to find fault with what the Ravens are doing, but they've had fourth quarter leads in all three of their losses. So my question is, do they have what it takes to close out games in the fourth quarter in the postseason? Daniel, I think they definitely do. Listen, Patrick Smith and Roquan Queen, excuse me, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, there we go, the twins, they're basically my spirit animals. These guys are closers. Kyle Hamilton on the ground one minute, intercepting passes the next. I think this team is peaking at the right time. The Ravens are good. Certainly look good on Christmas night. Swagoo, the last question is for you. Is the Cowboys running game going to be something that travels in the playoffs? Are they going to be able to win with that running game? It better for my for my sane my sane my sanity. But, but I yes, asking. I believe it will. One, right. right? One because one because I think they they now, especially after this Miami game, understand that that's going to be an integral part. And the other part of this as well is that Dak Prescott is going to have to use his legs in order for this offense to be at its full maximum capacity. We saw him do it earlier, so I hope hopefully they'll take it into the playoffs with him. Hopefully, you know, who else hopes that is uh, their uh, team owner, Jerry Jones, who was speaking on his, uh, I guess, on his regular radio show yesterday, still confident in his team's outlook despite this, this past week's loss to the Dolphins in Miami. Take a listen. I tried to be as realistic as I could. Uh, I wouldn't trade our position uh, for a better one today. Uh, and it has everything to do with how healthy we are at key spots. I think Dak's the best he's been in his career. And I think if you can go into uh, this part of your season in the NFL and your quarterback is playing at this level, uh, you've got an outstanding chance to um, uh, come home happy. See, 
a lot of what he says makes sense. But one key thing he said didn't make any. Who would not trade their position That's for a better one? That's what I'm wondering. One? Like, I, uh, we love Jerry Jones. Yeah. But None of why it would sense. he not trade his position? <laughs> like, right now, we're looking at this team wondering, can it win, on, win against good teams on the road? A team that is wonderful at home, but it still has questions. Like, they're literally coming off a loss, and he mm-hmm. says, I wouldn't trade my position. I think I would trade my position with the team that has the best record in the NFL. Sure. First round by, that kind of thing. But I like the confidence. This is a roster. They should have confidence in this roster. They have all the pieces. They got the quarterback. They got the defense. They just need to put it together consistently. So I think it's going to take some doing for them to catch the Eagles and win the division. Mm-hmm. They need help from Arizona or the Giants, and they need to take care of their own business. So maybe Jerry's just sort of, you know, getting his mind around the fact that it's going to be a wild card season, that that they're going to have to play on the road. And he's saying, that's fine, no problem. Neek, we asked Swagoo about the run game. We saw that highlight of Tony Pollard getting stuffed on the one-yard line in their first drive the other day. Is this going to be a problem? And if so, is it one that Dak Prescott can help them overcome? Yeah, it's definitely going to be an issue. Swagoo pointed this out to me last season, and I didn't think it was going to be a problem in the playoffs, but it certainly reared its head when they saw San Francisco. The running attack is something you're going to need. Good running and good defense in the playoffs seem to be one of the things that no matter how much the game changes, you need it. So the Cowboys need to be able to figure out how to get one yard with their top back in that situation. And I will say, Jerry Jones just be saying a lot of words, man, because he said we healthy in the right positions. That's exactly not what – I mean, that's exactly – what they aren't like yes they're healthy at quarterback and he's playing well but left tackle not healthy starting corner top corner at least not healthy two of the most important positions on the field their issues with stopping the run they're not healthy at defensive tackle right now so I'm not sure what he talked about but they just put a mic in front of that man he just let it come out that that is true history has shown us that that is the case and and he likes to to uh to help create content for folks including us (laughs) And we appreciate that. Swagoo, the team that the Cowboys play this weekend is the Detroit Lions. They clinched their division uh, this past weekend. This is a team that the Cowboys could conceivably face again in January in a playoff game. What does Dallas need to prove this Saturday against Detroit? Well, first of all, Foxy, when you punch me in my eye, don't hit me in the back with a baseball bat after that, okay? Just give me one bad thing at a time. We got two hours on this show. Just give me one bad thing per conversation, okay? I can, like, give we it can to get me to in, the next bad levels. thing the next right. hour. Yeah, the next hour, man. Here, here's, the, here's, what I, here's what I want to see uh, from, from Dallas Grise more. We talked about a little bit of that run game. When you get to the playoffs, now the, that's not the time to get it going. These last couple of games, whether it's wild card, that's to me, that's a far gone conclusion. Whatever happens, you still have to go into the playoffs against really good teams and win football games. One, this run game has to come to a head, man. Like this, this is the part of this team, which is probably going to give people that actually watch it the confidence that Dallas can do what they need to do and at least be in games when it comes to the fourth quarter. The other thing is this, when you look at the Cowboys play, when we start talking about these road woes, and a lot of times we get locked in on defense, this defense only gave up 22 points to Miami. Now, I may be blind, deaf, and dumb, but I remember sitting here on TV hearing about how prolific the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins offense was. So if you were going to tell me that our defense was only going to surrender 22 points, 
I would have probably picked Dallas to win that game. Okay? Mm -hmm. So when you think about going into these playoffs, complimentary football is when we've seen this team at their best. Talked about it. Get a lead. Let this pass rush go to work. If it doesn't go that way, then we have problems, and that's been your issues on the road. But run game, run game, run game. And y'all kill me and Jeff Saturday for talking about this. Yeah. But the run game is more about a complimentary piece to your defense and what you allow them to have the ability to do throughout a playoff run as opposed to us just thinking they're going to line down and teams going to let them sack their quarterback a million times. It has to be an integral part of what they do if they're going to have success. Yeah, these, these Pollard highlights are not uh, very encouraging. I, can, I still can't believe he doesn't get in uh, that, uh, that goal that line is. carry. Like, I can see that a million times and not understand yeah. how that happens. Kimberly, when you talk about uh, them playing Detroit at home this weekend. Yeah. Is there anything they can show you that would change your mind about the Cowboys? No. All right. Honestly, um, because I understand what Marcus is saying about <laughs> they need to. No, no, no. The reason I. No, no, no. The reason it was I. A yes that, or no question. I deserved it. The reason I say that is because they are excellent at home. Yes. This is a team that they have all the pieces. Yes, they have to get the run game going, but we've seen Dallas beat teams at home. They've beaten the Eagles like they've beaten good teams. Mm -hmm. For me, the question about Dallas remains them on the road. So them playing, at, you know, in Arlington, like, I, okay. Right. I, I, I would not be surprised if they won this game, but I also wouldn't have any answers to the question of can they go on the road and beat, beat a good team. And it's extremely likely they will have to do that in the playoffs just so we can remind people where things stand in the NFC East. The Eagles right now have an 81% chance to win the division, which, of course, would give them the first-round home game and send Dallas on the road. If the Eagles win this week, they're playing Arizona. That moves up to 92% chance. Dallas, they, there's a silver lining. If Philly does lose to Arizona or in Week 18 to the Giants, the odds swing back in the Cowboys' favor because they seem to have the tiebreaker edge. But they would need uh, a Philadelphia loss in order to take advantage of that. Let's play a game now that we like to call Awesome, Awful, and Awkward. K-Mart, what right. is something you saw from week 16 that was awesome? All right, here's something I know without a shadow of a doubt. Amari Cooper is oh my that goodness. dude. I had a front row seat to his franchise record, career record setting day, 11 catches, 265 yards. Joe Flacco looking like money. Here's the thing. Dallas Cowboys, we were talking about the Cowboys just now. Dallas Cowboys gave That's this man up for a fifth round pick and paid his entire and, and allowed the Browns to pay his entire salary. Andrew Berry, that mm. he knows something. I think the salary was the key, right? Like it was the key, but <laughs> I, Andrew Berry's not. He doesn't care now. He seems to be worth yeah. the salary yeah. based on the performance uh, this weekend. I'm sure all of the people that have him on their fantasy teams uh, feel the same way. Swagoo, give me something awful you saw this weekend. Um, the Chiefs offense, and <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna ever be comfortable saying this with the fact that Patrick Mahomes played quarterback for him, but they look absolutely atrocious. You see you see Travis Kelsey trying to throw his helmet through earth because he's so frustrated about what's going on. <laughs> the run game, they suffering injuries. The offensive tackles are absolute horrid. This is, this is as bad as we've seen the Chiefs. It was atrocious. Uh, Neek, something awkward from the weekend. That was awkward. Yeah, there wasn't much competition for this one. This was the most <laughs> awkward thing we saw of the weekend when Lamar Jackson got tackled by the referee causing a safety. And that game was so impressive that we almost forgot that that even happened. Yeah. We didn't even have it in the highlights yesterday. This was an outrageous, awkward play. Wow. But, yeah, the memes off of it were fun. It was worth it. 
expression on the official's face is what gets me. I mean, you've been on the sideline. Like, you know, if they're anywhere, if they're coming anywhere near you. I know what awkward sideline is. You, yeah. you hightail it, right? Like, that is, I mean, he had no choice there. He was uh, on his butt. Hey, we got lots more to talk high. about this morning. It was too high. Get, get the hips low. Rock bottom. <laughs> Was, was Purdy's four-pick performance on Monday night a bad game or a bad sign for San Francisco? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Plus, Swagoo mentioned it. Interceptions, drop passes, and a whole lot of frustration in Kansas City. Can Patrick and Travis shake it off and save the Chiefs season? See, see, see what I did there? <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. It is time now for Kmart would be oh, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. You're okay, yeah. Would be shocked if, as you can see in that photograph, Kimberly Martin <laughs> is shocked. Uh, would you be shocked, Kimberly Martin, if Lamar Jackson wins his first Super Bowl this season? Daniel, I would not be shocked. You know why? Because call me Miss Cleo if this happens, because the Ravens were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Lamar is my preseason Super Bowl MVP. 
this team is too good. He's got weapons. He's got the bag. They have everything they need. And I also picked them to beat the 49ers. Oh, look at that. Impressive. How, uh, how about the Steelers? Would you be shocked? <laughs> would you be shocked? Would I you would make be, that face? Daniel, I would be that shocked. If Mason Rudolph yes. leads the Steelers to the playoffs. Yes, if Mason Rudolph leads this team, I would be like mouth open, like cannot believe that. You know why? Because he's been on the bench for two years. The Steelers didn't believe in him. And if he were to get this team into the postseason, that would truly be a Christmas, New Year's miracle. Right. He's been sitting there. There have been sitting ample there. opportunity to there. play him, sitting. and they haven't <laughs> until they got completely desperate. All right, one more. Would you be shocked if you're at the NFC Championship game and the 49ers are not in it? I would be really shocked if this happened because, you know, Greeny's been joking all season. This is the San Francisco Invitational. This team has been dominant from start to finish except when they face the Ravens. I think this team is too good not to be in the NFC Championship, so if they are not, that would be wildly surprising. Well, I'll tell you what, if they are, they would do well to have a uh, a fourth-quarter lead because when they don't, they struggle. Since 2017, under Kyle Shanahan, the Niners are 0-38 in games when they trail by at least eight points in the fourth quarter. And you say, oh, well, sure, that's tough to come back from eight points down in the fourth quarter, and you're right. But... The 49ers are the only team without a single victory in that scenario in that same time frame. So it can be done. They just don't do it. So, look, Neek, we're digging here, right? The 49ers are fantastic. We're trying to find something. Is this (laughs) the kind of thing that concerns you that they haven't been uh, a team that has shown an ability to come back in fourth quarters? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of games. It's a large enough sample size to say that it is a problem. And I think if you're looking at their offense, a lot of the magic of their offense is not only play action, but being able to credibly threat that you're threatened that you're still going to run the ball, even if you're not running play action. And when you're down late in the games, teams know that. You kind of take out the running attack. You take out some of the screen attack, the short passes to their best players um, in Debo Samuels and Christian McCaffrey. And it makes the offense a little bit more challenging. And I also think this is why the quarterbacks get the big money. That's a situation where you've already run all your good plays. You're not tricking anybody. You're not sneaking up on anybody. They know what you're trying to do, and you have to do it. And when you have a great quarterback with a lot of experience, maybe Brock will uh, mature into that. It takes time for all quarterbacks to get to that point. But he hasn't shown us that he can do that just yet, especially in the playoffs. Swagoo, when you look at that game on Monday night, do you call that a bad game or a bad sign for Brock Purdy and the 49ers? I called it a bad game because I have that much respect for the Ravens. I thought the Ravens would win. I picked this game 31-30 because I thought it would just be two really good teams hitting at their highest level. And I thought the Ravens, because of Lamar Jackson, could take it a little bit higher than uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But I discredited this defense for the Ravens because of how we saw the San Francisco 49ers offense operate week in and week out for the majority of the season. And here's the other thing to piggyback on something that Dominique said. The concern is the fact that Trent Williams went out this game and they could not protect Brock Purdy at all. So I I hope that Big T Will is okay and he's going to be available at where he needs to be because the pass rush obviously gets more intensified when you get around this time of the year, especially in the playoffs. And remember, The 0-3 record is without Debo Samuels and Trent Williams this year for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that'll be something um, that that they don't have to deal with. Injuries are a thing for every team. But that guy, you could make an argument based on what we saw at the end of that game, is probably the most vital part 
to this football team <laughs> beyond us talking about all of the superstars on the outside. Yeah, you see that here. Is Trent trying to make a tackle on an interception return? Uh, injured his groin and didn't finish that game. And, and to Swagoo's point, Kimberly, they lost three games in a row earlier this season, mm -hmm. uh, and he didn't play in any of them. So uh, a, a critical guy. He didn't finish the game. Purdy didn't finish the game. How big a concern is the way that game went for the 49ers in your mind? For, uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan doesn't seem too particularly concerned about the stinger with Brock Purdy. Again, as Marcus pointed out, the Trent Williams injury, that is huge. Mm -hmm. He is one of, if not the best left tackle in the game, right? Not having him, you saw what happened in that game, I think. But for me, injuries were always going to be the thing that I thought was going to sideline the 49ers. It, I didn't think another team consistently could, could beat them. I didn't think, I thought year, week after week, they were the best team on the field until they saw the Ravens. Injuries, they, they are very top heavy when it comes to their roster beyond their starters, they don't have the same type of depth as you're looking at a team like Cleveland or right. teams that have gone through a lot of injuries on the offensive line and still managed to win games. So Trent Williams missing any time with that groin is a concern. But concern for Brock Purdy as a player, whether he's good enough, I have no concerns about Brock Purdy. This is a guy I saw in the NFC Championship game. Guys were talking about had he been healthy, we would have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's that much confidence in his play and him as a person that, that I don't worry about him. Neek, finish this up yeah. for us. Was the rave? Oh, Swagoo, you got oh, something? Ahead, Nick. Yeah, Nick, yeah. I, was I, ask I just, you. I don't yes, know sir. that. You don't know what? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Foxy. What don't you know? Go ahead, go what ahead. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was, a, it was a bad, it was a bad game. It's Blazer. it's only a bad sign if they have to play the Ravens every week of the playoffs. Unfortunately, they won't see the Ravens to the Super Bowl. Those defensive playmakers that the Ravens have, they can match up with the offensive playmakers as well as anybody in football. But they're not going to play a team that has Smith, Queen, Clowney, uh, Humphrey, uh, Matabike. Like they're, they're just not going to see teams that have that amount of talent. All right, fair enough. Swagoo, did you have one more quick thing, or or you good? Well, yeah, yeah I was just I, I was just saying we don't know that we don't right. know that yet about Brock Purdy, right? That that playing from behind is a real thing. It changes who you are as a quarterback. It changed who he was against Baltimore. Right. All right, we got more on the 49ers as we go along, but I got to get to some NBA because history is being made in the city of Detroit, and it's not uh, good history. The Pistons last night trying to end. Their 26-game losing streak, they welcome the Brooklyn Nets. Let's go to the fourth quarter. Just over eight minutes to go. This is Cade Cunningham taking the pass and drilling the three from way downtown. Pistons are up by five with eight minutes left. Kimberly, what could possibly go wrong? Later in the fourth, score tied at 97. Bridges can't get the jumper to go. Deron Sharp is there for the putback and the foul. Nets up by three after the free throw. Pistons not done yet, though. 4.40 to go in the fourth. Cunningham with the fadeaway. Pistons back within six. Under two minutes to go in the game. Pistons still down six. Cunningham drives, spins, layup, and the foul. Doing all he can. Cade Cunningham sinks the free throw. Pistons down three. Next possession. Cunningham. Is anybody else on this team? He had 37 <laughs> points in the second half after four in the first. Next, next possession. You got Cam Johnson for the three. Nets win. Pistons lose their 27th oh, game in a row. It's an NBA record for a single season. Here's their coach. You have to be real about where we are. Nobody wants something like this attached to them. The bottom line is it's, it's, it's my job. It's my responsibility. You know, basketball is what we do. You take pride in it because you want to win. 
and we just haven't done that. And again, that's on me. If you were born in the last two months, you have never seen the Detroit Pistons uh, win a basketball game. They are one loss away from tying the longest streak in NBA history. We already told you it's the longest in, the, in a single season. So when will this streak end? They play the Celtics tomorrow night, so uh, 3% chance to win feels high. Uh, they are not favored to win a game by our analytics until January 10th against the Spurs, and by that point, they would have lost one, two, three, four, five. They would have lost uh, 34 in a row. Ugly times there in Detroit. When we come back, Kansas Hitty? What is wrong with the Chiefs, and is there any magic left for Mahomes to save the season? Plus, the truth hurts about Philly. Their losing streak is over, but questions remain. Are they good enough to get back to the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that on Get Up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, and it is time to play Contender or Pretender. Dominique Foxworth, are Josh Allen and the Bills a Super Bowl contender or a pretender? They certainly seem like contenders if they even make it in. It's a weird situation we have. One of the scarier teams may not make it into the playoffs, but given how much parity there seems to be, particularly in the AFC right now underneath the Ravens, they certainly can contend with just about any team, and they knocked the Ravens out in recent playoff seasons, so we could see this team make a run. Those in decent shape could still actually win their division if things fall right. Kimberly, mm-hmm. Jared Goff and the Lions, contender or pretender? Daniel, they are contenders. I actually caught, uh, talked to Tyron Matthew recently, and he talked about how the Lions, when you think of a wide receiving court, they have absolutely every type of weapon you would need on a team. These guys are scary, led by Amon Ross St. Brown. This is a legit team, and it's so good. Anderson Williams coming on. It is so good for Detroit fans. I'm I'm very happy for them. Yeah, looking good in Detroit. Clinched the division uh, on Sunday for the first time in 30 years. Swagoo! My voice is cracking. The Chiefs are struggling so badly. (laughs) Are Mahomes and the Chiefs a Super Bowl contender or pretender? Okay, Swagoo, get out of your heart and go into your head. Uh-oh. They are pretenders. Um, this this hurts to say. This hurts to say, man. Because and, and the big issue for me is these offensive tackles. That's like that. That is the issue. When you start talking about the last time we saw Patrick Mahomes not have success, it's been because he's been unprotected. And then when they do make a play, seemingly they always have a penalty. 
that negates it. We we I hadn't got into the drops and all of the things we've watched this season. But when I looked at that Raiders game, they were dominated up front. And that was the biggest, that was the biggest disheartening part for me against um against the Ra- the Raiders. But you look at all season long, it's been holding penalties, it's been false starts, it's been giving up a lot of pressure. I think we've we've seen these receivers have dropped the ball so much that we haven't really paid attention to how much duress. Patrick Mahomes has been under. He's had to use his legs more in this pre this regular season than I can remember him having to do so. When he gets into the playoffs, his legs always become a big part of what they do to have success. Um, if he gonna play running back, and y'all telling me Mahomes gonna do it that way, then maybe they can turn into contenders. But to me, this team doesn't look it at all. No, it, it looked awful uh, the other day. I mean, really, they were they were missing short field goals. They were shanking punts. I mean, a total system failure. But are you are you sold? Like, are you are you ruling them out of oh, Super oh, Bowl? Uh, no, 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 no. Because we've been here. We've made this mistake. Now, granted, the Chiefs have not looked like this. Uh, but if there were, if this were any other team playing this poorly, looking this out of sync, I'd say, yeah, they're done. You cannot pay me enough money in the world to write off Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. I understand. Like, I get Swagoo wanting to go with his head, not his heart. But my head and my eyeballs have shown me that Patrick Mahomes figures out a way. Now, it is concerning that it's week 16. Yeah. But again, if the, if the Chiefs are in the playoffs and there's a matchup, a head-to-head matchup that you have to pick, it's going to be very hard to pick the other team because of 15, and that is the whole point. And I think that's why they're so frustrated, because you got the best quarterback, and it, it looks too hard. This man should not be on the ground this much or trying to escape pressure this often. We've been talking about this, Neek, all season long, right? Like the Chiefs, can they get it right? Can they get it figured out in time? In your mind, is there anything they can do, any kind of change they can make over the next couple of weeks that would put them in position where they were better set up for a playoff run? No. I mean, they, they, they can't do anything now. We're past the trade deadline. The free agents that are available are not difference makers. And also, you normally have something that you can hang your hat on. You can point to and say, at least we can do this. And they don't have that thing. They seem like they're getting worse right now. I don't know that I'm as brave as Swagoo uh, to say that I don't think that they are contenders, but they certainly aren't playing like it. They look like the Chiefs. They got on the Chiefs uniforms. That man playing quarterback sure looked like Patrick Mahomes, but they ain't playing like the Chiefs. And so I, I guess if you see their defense is good enough to keep them in games, and I am not going to be confident that they'll lose if Patrick Mahomes is down one score in the fourth quarter, but this does not seem like the type of team that's going to be able to do that on the road three times in a row just to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, especially when they're scoring, giving up as many touchdowns on offense yeah. as they're scoring. Against the Raiders, like the Raiders are not a dominant team, and they need these games at this point. So it's hard to be optimistic about the Chiefs. Yeah, you mentioned Swagoo brave to, to call him pretenders, but you heard the, like, the process he had to get through. The Chiefs are <laughs> they're struggling so bad the man is talking to himself. They're also yelling at each other like on the sideline. Like Mahomes is throwing fits. Kelsey's throwing yeah. helmets. Yeah. You know, Reed is yelling at him. Like when you Swagoo, when you look at what's going on on the sideline there, it, it seems unlike them. What do you make of all this? It's a bunch of frustration that's built up weeks over weeks. And to y'all point, like we sitting here about to be in week 17 and they still haven't gotten the issues that we talked. Y'all, they dropped six passes against the Detroit Lions in the first game of the season. They still dropping them. 
we in week 17. We start talking about the Chiefs offense. and we, Look, man, it's so hard. I think Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever play. I do. Outside of Tom Brady, I think I would take Patrick Mahomes. And Tom Brady's winning is why that, that conversation comes into fold. And we've seen what he's been able to do. But I don't doubt 15. This has nothing to do with him. And you know what the problem is? That this yeah. has nothing to do with him. Yeah. When we start looking at everything around this team, the defense has carried the Kansas City Chiefs for the majority of the season. This offense has struggled time and time again. But if it was somebody, if it was a semblance, and unfortunately, I haven't seen enough from Travis Kelsey to make me believe that that's going to be effective enough to take them to a Super Bowl. Did we just see the Ravens dismantle the San mm-hmm. Francisco 49ers? You ain't picking the Chiefs to beat them. I don't think Not you would right pick now. the Chiefs to beat the Bills yeah. right now. Like so it's just a it's a lot of it's a lot of obstacles to overcome and the unfortunate part is it has nothing to do with their quarterback and now he's throwing pick sixes. Yeah. Think about and that. Not, and not a lot of time to get it fixed. Playoffs right around the corner. I do want to flip it as we go he now it's time to sound off. Uh, I want to flip it to the other team, right? The Raiders played a great game, uh, and their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, uh, here he is talking about the future of the Raiders uh, after that big win over Kansas City. So we're, what, 2-1 and one in division, beating those guys at home. How many, how many times has that happened in the last 25 years of the Raiders? Does anybody know? Not much. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. less, than, less than a handful, right? So let's go three. Most of those guys were, you know, gurus. Not a defensive coach who never did it before, right? And did it a certain way, right? Did it our way, right? The Raiders' way, right? He'll figure that out. That man is not wearing a hat because he has thrown it in the ring. I love it. He wants to keep the job. I love it. Can he do it? He can 1,000% do it. Here's the thing. All those players could have given up. They could have said, this is crazy. But Antonio Pierce came in and is a leader of men. I understand people want to get, go for the young, hotshot, the offensive guru. And sometimes you just need a guy, a tough-nosed guy, who says this is the standard that we need to play at and can galvanize a locker room. And what we're seeing, he is right. He, he, he put his resume out there and did it with a little sass. Like, oh, how often has that been done? Oh, okay, yeah, I get, yeah. I did that. And he should because he's earned it. He's earned the position. But again, this is a franchise that did not choose uh, Basaccia before. Right. And Nat Rich Basaccia. And now we're going to see if they end up doing the same thing or if they listen to players and say, this is the guy that can lead them. Swagoo, does AP deserve the, to keep that job full time? A hundred percent he does. I agree with Kate Mart on that. And it reminds me of Dan Campbell and how he came into Detroit, right? The difference is Detroit went out and they got Jared Goff. You've got to have a quarterback in this league. Like, we feel good about what Antonio has been able to do. And I know AP personally, so I'm probably a biased a lot about what he what he is. But you don't have to be biased about the results. And to Kate Moore's point, she made the point. This team was left for dead. They were reeling and awful with Josh McDaniels as their head coach. There has been an infusion of juice. There has been a response from these players to tell Mark Davis, this is the guy, Mark. Rich Versace was a was an opportunity that people feel like was missed in Las Vegas when they didn't hire him. But don't get it wrong a second time. He, he's a champion on the field as a player. He's been around a lot of great coaches. 
His pedigree is phenomenal, and he has enough relationships internally in the NFL mm -hmm. to hire the rest of a staff that I think can have a tremendous amount of success, which seems to become the most important <clears throat> thing when you start talking about a head coach is who is he going to bring with him. Right. So that's the thing. He's proven, obviously, that these guys will play for him. And a huge, that's a huge part of the job. But there are other things you have to sell ownership on yes. if you want to be the long-term head coach. So, Absolutely. Nick, do you think that Antonio Pierce has done enough? And, you know, a, a, a little extra to that question, it, can he do whatever else it takes to get over the finish line and get that job full-time? Yeah, I think the only thing that a coach, that a head coach has to do is the culture setting thing. Like everything else you can hire around you. I think it's kind of like being a CEO and what you say impacts the stock market. The coach has a different impact. What he says impacts the team. And that's something he's proven right now. His resume, has he done enough? He's done more than a lot of other coaches who have gotten head coaching jobs. I don't know him or Mark Davis all that well. So I'm not sure that he's perfect for the job, but you can't argue against what he's done. It reminds me a little bit of what happened with Steve Wilkes last year when he took over um, in Carolina, and they seemed to Carolina. get better. Yep. And then they went out and hired an offensive guru and brought in the coaching staff of a lifetime and got a number one overall pick at quarterback and got worse. So I don't know. Sometimes it's, you can't overthink it. You go ahead and take the guys you have doing the job as well as you see it being done right now. Look, they went into they Kansas fell, City, double-digit underdogs yep. against a team that they never beat, and they looked like they were sure they were going to win that game. Mm -hmm. And it says an awful lot about the guys. So sure we'll see did. if he can do it. Uh, we'll see if AP can keep that job long-term. We come back, we're going to talk about the Eagles. Their losing streak may be over, but questions do remain. Do the Eagles have too many issues to overcome? We'll talk about it when we come back on Get Up. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're trying to ask. Be better tomorrow. I'm not answering this. That's a clown question, bro. Next. What's the question? Next. What's the question? What else do you want to know? Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. That's a BS question, man. Answer my question! The question, jerk! 
Isn't that awesome? I guess you every single time. It is time for another edition of Answer the Question with Dominique Foxworth. Nick, we start in Chicago. If you were the Bears and you do end up with the number one pick, as it, as it looks likely they will, would you keep Justin Fields or draft Caleb Williams? Yeah, I think you got to draft Caleb Williams as well as Justin Fields has put together some good games at the end of this season. Similar to how he put together some good games then the last season, I think having an opportunity to start that clock over with a young quarterback is something you have to do. And it's not just any young quarterback. I think a lot of times we miss on quarterbacks, but this one it seems pretty special and you can't take the opportunity or you can't risk having a great quarterback go somewhere else when you had a chance to get him. It's fascinating uh, because it's been nearly 12 months since the Bears confronted a, uh, a decision just like this. Hey, let's go big picture. Which team do you trust most to win the Super Bowl right now? I mean, I think it has to be uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe it feels a little prisoner of the moment if the moment has been the entire season, like the one game or the, the three games that the Ravens lost were kind of late game, fluky collapses. But the way that they played yesterday defensively, excuse me, on Monday, the way they played defensively was impressive. And when you have a player like Lamar Jackson, even if your scheme isn't perfect, you're going to find a way to create some offensive production and some big plays uh, in, the, in the passing end running attack so yeah I think the Ravens are a well coached well run team and they will be competitive in the playoffs and if I have to pick one team that's the one I believe in the most right now there's not a lot to dislike about the Ravens right now in the NFC the Eagles are the defending conference champs the 49ers have looked like the best team in the NFC this year are the Eagles the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC I don't know. I don't think so. This is one of the toughest ones. I'm going to go with the Cowboys and shock you probably, even though they got blown out by the 49ers uh, recent in the, uh, recently, and they would have to go back to San Francisco, a place where they've lost, in a team that they've lost to a few times in the playoffs. I think their offensive production and their big playability on defense, if this game goes differently, if they get up early, if their quarterback in Dak Prescott can put them in a good situation and put Brock Purdy in that 49ers offensive line on their heels and take the running attack away from them. I think there is a game script where the Cowboys give them a lot more trouble than any other team can. All right, well, that's certainly possible, and we may get to see it. Cowboys haven't done that with the 49ers in recent years. Uh, 49ers also did uh, beat the Eagles pretty badly this year. Eagles 11-4, and four, but they just don't look as dominant as they did last year. Uh, we've been saying it for a while. They did break their three-game losing streak this week, Swagoo, uh, with a victory over the Giants. For you, did that ease any of your concerns about the Eagles? It eased some concerns offensively because they decided to do what their identity is and run the football and had a tremendous amount of success doing it. Problem is they give up too many explosive plays, man. The, the Eagles defense has given up eight touchdowns over 20-plus yards this year. But when you look at Jalen Hurts in this offense, and you've always seen the glimmers of it. You, you've seen them be explosive this season. You've seen Jalen's legs take effect in games. You've seen the passing game come to uh, fruition. But this is the issue. The issue is the amount of big plays that they give up, which is very uncharacteristic. Obviously, they made a defensive coordinator change with bringing, um, with changing out Sean Desai, but you still see some of those glaring issues. And look no further than end of the game against the Seattle Seahawks when you give up a, in man-to-man -man coverage, you give up a deep shot to Jackson Smith and Jigma, which was the game winner. Now Slay is coming back. 
and Shaq Leonard played better, played well. He kind of shoring up this linebacker spot. But this is the concern for the Philadelphia Eagles, the defensive side. I think the offense has enough talent to be in games as long as they take care of the football. Defensively, they give up too many explosive plays right now. Do you agree about the offense? Yeah, I think, you know, the question of has Jalen regressed? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a little harsh. I don't think he has. He's not playing as well as he did last year. To me, the, the turnovers that he's had are a concern, but I don't think this is a kid who suddenly forgot how to play football. I'm not 100% convinced he is 100% healthy. Um, but when I look at the Eagles, to me, it really is the defense, to Marx's point. We talk about the offensive coordinators, the coordinators that they've lost, and Shane Steichen and uh, uh, Gannon. Mm -hmm. They also lost Denard Wilson, who uh, a lot of guys, like Darius Slay last year, is talking about, yo, this guy should be our DC. This guy's amazing. Like, look at the amount of the deep balls that they're giving up. Look at how many yards the sec this secondary is giving up. I think a lot, a lot of pieces are missing from this championship team. A team that, that went to the Super Bowl, and it's, it's, it's just harder for them, similar to the Chiefs. But yeah. I really think the issues are on defense. Yeah, it's an, an interesting point. We focus so much on the coordinators, but Denard Wilson, very well-respected mm -hmm. coach that didn't get that D.C. job, went elsewhere. Where is he? Baltimore. Is he? Balt well, <laughs> how are they doing? Baltimore. Yeah. Fox, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I love Denard. I played with him in college, and I followed his career as a coach, and it seems like he has an impact just about everywhere he goes. And you guys already spoiled, spoiled the big kicker, but it's no coincidence that they're playing some really great defense in the secondary in Baltimore right now when they have a coach like that. And uh, to Kimberly's point, a lot of the players in yep. Philly seem to really respect Denard, and so uh, I'm sure he's going to get some looks coming up here soon for coordinator opportunities this offseason. Yeah, and, and, and to the point about Jalen Hurts, though, I think we, you know, Kimberly mentions there's this sort of narrative, Neek, that developing, is he regressing? Are, are we just, are we spoiled by Jalen Hurts because we're used to seeing him <laughs> so make good. significant improvements every single year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, this happens to all quarterbacks. They have an incredible season, and then it's hard to replicate and hard to, to duplicate. All quarterbacks have seasons that statistically aren't as great as other ones. The question for Jalen Hurts, like, we see them be as good as they've ever been in spurts. They can't do it consistently, which isn't all on Jalen Hurts. But we do have to point to some issues that he's had in, like, some key situations, like the interception against the Jets and not running out of bounds mm -hmm. and their game against the Giants. There's some uncharacteristic things that may be a result of Jalen Hurts getting unlucky, but also, like, we've all kind of noticed he's not, uh, since that knee issue earlier in the season, mm -hmm. he hasn't been fully himself this season. Yeah, and those turnovers have been an issue, which mm -hmm. they were not last year. It just, it's hard to get back to the Super it's Bowl. It's very hard. And, and they still might do it, but we'll, we'll see if the Eagles can get things figured out. Hey, a bowl mania rolls on today. We got on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. But we're not talking about that because we're talking about the NBA. Uh, we have the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Ja Morant and Zion Williamson taking on... As I said, the Grizzlies, early third quarter, Pelicans up by two. Here's Zion with the crossover and the slam, rising up for the one-handed dunk. Here you see it again. Let's jump to the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies now down by 10. Morant's going to drive the baseline and dunk it, looking to bring the Grizzlies back. Jump ahead, 38 seconds left now. Grizzlies down by four. Marcus Smart finds Desmond Bain in the th for the three in the corner. That cuts the lead to one. Then with .4 seconds left on the clock and the Grizzlies down one, Smart lobs it toward the rim. Jaron Jackson Jr. goes up. Then the foul is called on Jonas Valanciunas 
They review it. The call stands. Jackson is going to go to the line. He makes the first free throw to tie it at 103. This one is for the win. And he misses it. So we go to overtime. Very disappointed Jaron Jackson Jr. had the game in his hands. Couldn't put it away. Just over two minutes left in overtime. Game tied at 107. Who else? Morant going to hit this mid-range shot. That puts the Grizzlies up by two. Under 20 seconds to play now. Grizzlies inbounding up four. And here's the lob from Smart to Morant, who had 31 points. And the Grizzlies win it in overtime, 116 to 115. I don't know about that celebration, but... No, I don't either, but... Anyway, when we come back, the Cowboys' biggest concern, are they running on empty? Can Dak overcome Dallas' biggest flaw? We're talking Cowboys when we come back on Get Up. 